Oh, man. All right. So it's been a while, but the theology mutts are back. It's been like six weeks. It's, that's a new record <laughs> more. for us. It's been, it's been a long time. We've been very, very bad. I think that uh, I think that we may just have to own the fact that we are bad at podcasting. Uh, and so it's more like a, like a gift when we actually get one out. That's as opposed right. to like a normal, <laughs> normal thing. I like that um, mentality. Um, yes, well, we yes, should yes. note, too, from the start that uh, we are doing our part on social distancing and staying home. So um, Joel is coming in from home today over my, my phone. Home, my literal home. Yes. 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 So if he sounds a little fuzzy, that's our reason. Um, but we're that's being right. good boys and obeying the law. That's right. <laughs> it's always a thing. Well, it's normally a thing you want to do unless, you know, the law gets to But uh, we won't get into that today, I don't think. Yeah, yeah, probably not. I mean, we could we could really get on a soapbox there about all the churches that were meeting. There was a pastor in Florida arrested for still meeting and like, oh my goodness. Just listen. We're not, stay home. We're just not. We're, we're deciding not to be dummies. Yes. So yes. y'all are welcome. Listen to our melodious voices, even though you can't see our melodious faces. <laughs> That's right. Uh, so That's right. Uh, if it makes you feel better. You can look at a picture of us while we talk. There you go. There you go. Uh, so <laughs> theology mutts. We are um, squarely in the middle. Actually, if we're being honest, we're way beyond the middle um, of Lent. We are far beyond the middle. We're like in the last what fourth. We are. We're on the home stretch. Just about. <laughs> uh, so. By the, time, by the time this airs, yes, the last four. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we figured for this last week, because um, you guys will be getting this on Palm Sunday, and um, so we thought that for this last week, we'd do one a week for the whole week and uh, kind of cover Lint in general, but also in kind of more specific too, and, and go into some details as far as what we do and why we're doing it. Um, and so we'll have one of these each week, uh, to kind of keep your appetite wet during, uh, this stay home period and give you something to listen to. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to start with Lent as a season. Uh, what you know, Joel? What do I know? <laughs> so, uh, Lent is that time of year when I give up chocolate, uh, and Facebook. Nice. And then I come that, that's no, wait, that's not quite right, is it? <laughs> there's, there's, a little, there's a little more to it than that. Some people do that. I've, I've actually heard of people giving up chocolate and Facebook and all kinds of things for Lent. Um, but no, this is the season, you know, where we give things up, um, kind of in anticipation uh, of the resurrection. You know, um, we kind of walk through uh, a little bit of suffering, which is kind of what we're going to get into, I think, later on this week. Um, but we walk through a little bit of suffering in order to to kind of identify with Christ um, and His suffering. Uh, and and look toward his resurrection and him conquering sin and death and the grave and and uh, overcoming even our own personal sin. Uh, that's kind of cool, really, if you think about it. I think. Um, so yeah, that's that's kind of kind of the basic gist. I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's really a, a time of uh, we'll say preparation. Maybe is the right word. Uh, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. Preparing our hearts, preparing our spirits. Uh, for that great triumphant Easter morning that we celebrate every year, um, and so it's I I like Lent, uh, even though I mean we're going to talk a little bit about church tradition, and and I know that a lot of different uh, denominations and groups and people view church tradition differently. Um, you know we're we're United Methodist here, and uh, or at least we're serving in a United Methodist church at the bare minimum. Right. Um, yes. 
Amanda. I mean, from our, from our, from our uh, podcast title, we know that we are not necessarily United Methodist. Right. Uh, but, <laughs> right. But, we're, but we're sort of in this denomination, at least, and have respect for the traditions of whatnot. <laughs> right, right. And, and, and so, so. That's, so that's where I was headed. United Methodists tend to have a pretty good, uh, a pretty high appreciation of church tradition, um, not just in the way that we joke about every single week, um, you know, about how we always do the same things over and over again, just because we've always <laughs> done them. Uh, right. But in an actual, like, spiritual sense of recognizing, uh, you know, because, for example, the 40 days of Lent is not in the Scripture. You know what I mean? Like, Jesus didn't command no. us to do that. Well, I mean, not by name, no. Right. <laughs> right. Right. And that's, as, as, most, as most of our traditions by name are not, but they, but they do have grounding. We'll get into that in a little bit here, I think. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so so I think that because of the church that we're in, uh, there is a higher regard for tradition. Um, and even within the Methodist church, you'll see a very vast variety of um, churches that which like which traditions they adhere to and which ones they don't. Uh, there's a wide right. variety in there, but I think most churches do something for Lent, it, it, even just a an acknowledgement of it um, and the importance of spending that time in preparation and and really readying your heart uh, for what's to come. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, so I mean, traditionally, you know, uh, this. Lent started with the Catholic Church. Um, I, as far as I know, at least, it started with the Catholic Church and the early church. Uh, and it, it was quite a bit more intense, if I'm remembering correctly, than, than what we typically do now. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that, that originally it was like, it was like you would fast, wouldn't you fast meat for 40 days, except for fish? That does sound No, it was. I think, yeah, I think, like, uh, initially, originally, I think that you would fast all meat for 40 days. Um, and then, if I remember correctly, people were getting sick and starving to death, and so the Pope was like, hey, maybe don't, you know, fast meat for 40 days, maybe just fast meat on Fridays, which is when, uh, you know, all that kind of came to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, uh, quite a bit more intense. Uh, I have never fasted meat for much of any period of time, I don't think. <laughs> and I like meat, I gotta admit, like, it's really tasty. And so I'm, I'm not sure that I would have any to do quite that, you know? Uh, I've done fasts before, but not quite that intensely. Um, I don't know about you. I, what, what, what's your experience with, with that kind of, a, kind, of a, uh, kind of a line, I guess? Um, well, I think you're right. I mean, I think that um, when I think of Lent, I actually think to uh, catechism. And, uh, and, and I've shared with you before that I think that one of the things that we lost in the Protestant Reformation was some of the good that the Catholic Church had. And uh, yeah, I think for, for me, one of those things is catechism and the intentionality that they took with baptismal covenant. Um, and I think of, I know in the early days of the church, Lent would always end, especially on Easter, was when they would baptize. Um, and so, yeah. so you had this great what an ex- celebration. What an experience that would be. Right? Yeah. Holy cow, that would be an amazing experience. Like, you come out of 40 days of, of you know, abstaining from, from good things, like kind of suffering for 40 days, and you come out of it and you get, bat- you get baptized. Like, that'd be insane. That'd be so cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Such it- a neat experience. It would, yeah. And and in that time, it wasn't just like 40 days of abstaining, which is what we've kind of made it into now, but it was also, it was abstaining from other things, fasting from food, 
while you were taking in spiritual food. So there was like a continuous right. teaching going on for those 40 days, uh, right, right. classes and all kinds of stuff that you'd have to do before you were baptized. Right. I mean, that, that is the point of fasting. And I think, I don't, I don't think we want to get too deep into that either. We're kind of, we're, we're kind of abstaining, you know, holding back from the things we're talking about in this particular episode because we kind of have more plans for later. Um, but that is kind of the point of fasting. I mean, is to, uh, is to, pull away from the things that, that give you comfort uh, in order to find comfort in God himself. Um, at least that's, that's the way that I've talked to youth kids about it uh, when we've talked about it before. So, very yeah. interesting. Yeah. Really good stuff. Yeah, and I, and I think that, um, especially during Lent, I think sometimes we get so wrapped up in the fasting piece um, that we forget that there's more to it. You know, than just yeah. than just fasting. Um, it's supposed to be this sort of reorientation period uh, where you fix your gaze a little higher than it was before the start of those forty days. Uh, yeah. And that's why I loved. If you remember, uh, you remember a couple of years ago we did a study um, during Lent of that of a book called Forty Days of Decrease. Yes, I do remember that. Yeah, and uh, and it was uh, that book was honestly great because. Uh, her point was, you know, we should fast from things other than just food. Like, so you'd fast from, you know, the need for self-gratification or you'd fast, yeah. for, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and so stuff yeah. that we should be getting rid of anyway. <laughs> right. And it's kind of like, I, I would almost say that, that it's like we have kind of like different types of spiritual food, you know, but the problem is that a lot of our spiritual food is actually spiritual junk food. Right. So like, Facebook or your intake of the news or whatever, that can be a spiritual food for you. Like that can give you comfort or solace or make you feel better about yourself or worse about yourself. I don't know. Oh, but, it definitely but it can, can. I mean, but like, but that, but that can be a spiritual food, like a spiritual junk food, so to speak. Um, and only by removing that, can you return back to like the good spiritual food that you're supposed to be getting anyway? Right. So yeah, I would definitely say that you can fast, you can fast things other than food. Um, I don't know. I don't know if they can technically be considered like an actual fast, but you can definitely abstain from things, you know, and and pull away from things in order to draw closer to God. For sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Because I I definitely, um, I remember a study, this would have been probably probably four or five years ago, um, they had done a, a poll of a bunch of people in the U.S., and the poll had an interesting find that uh, people who watch the news every morning were like astronomically more likely to be depressed. Oh yeah, <laughs> of course. I mean, like, like... <laughs> <laughs> it's it's all it's always catastrophe. I, I've told Carolina, you know, during this during this coronavirus time, I've told her the news people like news stations have to be ecstatic because they have an actual catastrophe to to report on. You know, like something that's actually really bad is happening, um, and they can re- just report on it instead of trying to make something up themselves. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so, you know. I, yeah, so, it, so, you, so you're absolutely right. Like, what we take in affects us. Um, and I think that's part of Lent is is recognizing the things we're taking in. Because I think a lot of times we take those things in and we don't even realize they're going in. Yeah, absolutely. And so, we, don't, we don't recognize that, that there's some spirituality to that in a way. Right. Right, and our yeah. and so we're so we are we're feeding our souls something, and uh, I think I think that really for me is how I wrap up Lent and how I view Lent in my own life is is yeah. it's a time to to reassess and revalue what exactly I'm taking in to be more conscious I think to, about what I'm taking in. 
Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I think that's really good. I know, like, from personal experience, I I think I've only done the food fast thing once in my in my time. I I grew up, you know, in the in what was basically a Baptist church, and I don't really know. It wasn't a real Baptist church, so I don't I don't really know what Baptists <laughs> actually think about lead. But like, but uh, but no, I so I don't really know. This is not a, a reflection on Baptist people in general because I don't know anything about them. But my church growing up, we didn't celebrate it or observe it. I guess you don't really celebrate Lent, do you? <laughs> um, you kind of, kind of observe solemnly. <laughs> uh, but we didn't. We really didn't observe Lent when I was a kid. And it wasn't until I went to my Wesleyan college that I was like, oh, Lent. Like, Lent is a thing. I think it might be kind of interesting to try this out. Um, and I remember the first year that I tried it, I was talking to my dad about it, who was a staunch Church of Christ person. Um, and as you and I both know, and as some of our listeners will probably know, uh, Church of Christ people are like, only the Bible ever, no church tradition ever, uh, which is kind of what we're going to talk about here in a minute, I think. Um but but I told him like, hey dad, I'm I'm observing Lent this year. He's like, why? And I was like, because I wanted to, because <laughs> 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 I felt like it would be a valuable spiritual experience. Um, and it is like it always is. Whenever whenever I do, um, it, it's always a, a valuable experience. And I've fasted things like, uh, you know, I've, I've I've gotten rid of things like TV. Uh, I get, you know gave up the internet one year. Um, I did the actual like. I fasted, like fasted, fasted on Fridays, um, and you know I would get to the end of Friday and just be starving, <laughs> very, very hungry. Which is the point of fasting. I realize you know like you're supposed to be hungry, um, but there's always there's always like a really it's it's different than most spiritual experiences um, because it is most certainly not like a mountaintop experience. Um, you are hungry, or you want to watch your soap opera, or whatever it is that you want to do. Um, and it is, it's not like glamorous, you know, uh, but there's a certain spirituality that comes from suffering, a certain, a certain, uh, closeness of relationship, I think that comes from suffering and comes from abstaining from things. Um, and it's, it's really, it's a special time. Like if you choose to observe it, it really is a special time in, in a Christian's life. Yeah. Yeah. So, so let's unpack that a little bit. Cause you're right. Like there are some churches that look at church tradition, things like Lent and they, and they would say, well, why would you do that? Right. Like, um, I think I've told you the story when I led the small group at the Y, we had this guy who continually attacked me because I was a Methodist and, uh, yep, I and, remember. <laughs> yep, and why I would ever want to celebrate Lent because that's not in the Bible and you know, et cetera, et cetera. Well, and, he was uh, also the guy who told you that if you walked into your church and you weren't wearing a suit, he would walk out, which also isn't in the Bible. No, 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 no. Um, he would kick me out. You know. Oh, he would kick you out. Yes. Which also definitely isn't in the Bible. <laughs> yes. Uh, so, 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 so I know there... Just as a, side, a sidebar, did you fire back with, well, you know, if I were in your church, I would have to kick all of you out because that's not what the church is supposed to look like according to the Bible. <laughs> like, no, I, I was much more gracious. <laughs> you um, are a much bigger person than me, then. <laughs> uh, so, so anyways, oh, so... My my retaliation, um, and I forget what it was at the time that he had said, why would you do that? It's not in the Bible. And it wasn't Lent. It was something else. Maybe it was Lent. Um, but my, my response to him was, you know, it doesn't have to be in the Bible. If it's something that is going to bring me closer to God, and there's nothing in the Bible that says I shouldn't do it, then why wouldn't I do it? Right. 
Like exactly. Sure. Jesus did not tell exactly. us we have to fast for 40 days before Easter. He didn't say that, right? But right. he did tell us that we should be drawing close to him, right? And he demonstrated fasting yeah. and prayer and so like why well, would we not he, want to spend 40 days getting close to Jesus? Right. He demonstrated fasting and prayer. He also commanded fasting and prayer. Right. He said, "Hey, be fasting and praying." Like those are, I think that's a direct quote from Jesus. <laughs> translated, translated, you know, two or three times and then handed out to me in English. But I'm pretty sure that is, like, I'm pretty sure he said, hey, fast and pray, you know? Yeah. Um, and there's also, I mean, there's an interesting, like, there are reasons that traditions become traditions, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, it's, like, like, tradition takes place, like, it becomes what it is because of, uh, I mean, sometimes traditions become traditions because we really like green shag carpet in the sanctuary or whatever, right? Like those, those are those are the bad ones. We don't want those. But there are some that have held meaning for so long, uh, and some that took on meaning for for certain reasons. And I think that Lent is one of those. Uh, and Lent, as we were talking about just a minute ago, like you and I before we started this, Lent is is forty days, right? And there are like a lot of significant forties in the Bible. Sure. Um, like Jesus fasts and prays out in the wilderness and is tempted for 40 days and 40 nights, right? Uh, Noah rides around on the ark for 40 days and, or well, it rains for 40 days mm-hmm. and 40 nights, right? Um, the Israelites are out in the desert for 40 years. And so there's, there's all these, like, there's a bunch of different forties that pop up in scripture. And so we know that we know that, that 40 is significant for some reason, right? I'm not a numerologist. I don't really <laughs> get into, I don't really get into all that. Uh, I wouldn't necessarily recommend that you do either, but we do know that there is some significance to 40. Um, and so abstaining, you know, uh, fasting and praying and, and choosing to do it for 40 days, uh, kind of almost like in league with like our spiritual brothers and sisters. Um, and, and like our forebears, our, our mothers and our fathers too, like all of these people who have done these same kinds of things, that lends itself, again, to a very specific type of spirituality that you don't get on a normal basis. Um, it, it becomes like a special thing for us, I think. Um, so, and honestly, if we're going to make a church tradition, because everybody observes this church tradition of Christmas or even Easter, right? Like why not, why not add in this thing that, that the church has observed for thousands of years also. So well, yeah. That's, yeah. That's my that's my rebuttal to the non traditionalists. <laughs> right. And and not to mention that like if you're gonna go back to like, well the Bible doesn't say to do that, the Bible never tells us to celebrate Christmas and Easter either. I mean No, it doesn't. Like we <laughs> we choose to it, do it this. It sure doesn't. <laughs> yeah. No, like we do those because ding 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 the Catholic Church was like, hey, you know what would be really good? First of all, let's redeem some pagan holidays because, spoiler alert, these are pagan holidays. They were pagan holidays in the first place. It's like, let's redeem some pagan holidays. Let's make this one representative of Jesus' birth, and let's make this one representative of the resurrection because, like, this is a new life festival anyway, so let's just make it the resurrection, Easter. There we go. Like, and let's make sure that we celebrate them every year because this needs to happen every year. So it becomes church, church tradition, and the only difference between those and Lent is that for those we get Easter baskets and Christmas presents, and for Lent we get spiritual growth. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so, you know. <laughs> well, yeah, and the Easter bunny and all that fun stuff. 
Well, yes. So you still get, yeah, you still get a little bit of the civil stuff, but, um, but you're right. Like, I think, uh, like, you know, that like, I am not a traditionalist by any stretch of the imagination. Um, but I do have an appreciation for tradition that is rooted in the right heart and the right desires. And, uh, and, and Lent is just one of those seasons. Uh, the heart behind Lent was to get close to Jesus and, what better way, you know, I mean, to prepare ourselves for the new life that Jesus offers. I mean, what better way to spend 40 days? Right. Absolutely. I agree. So if you're listening to this and you have not been observing Lent up until now, uh, maybe start on this last week of Lent. <laughs> that's right. That's right. We're literally in the last week of Lent. But that's okay. It, like, it, it doesn't actually, again, Tradition says 40 days and 40 nights of fasting, you know, or saying, um, but that doesn't mean that like a week, a week's worth of, of giving something up and asking God to enter into your life can't also be valuable, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah, so, so do that this week, uh, whether you've been celebrating Lent so far or not, um, spend some time with Jesus, give something up this week and, uh, and give it up so that you can then pick up something good uh, in your spiritual lives. And uh, so we hope that you'll continue to to join with us this week. We're going to have uh, an episode each week or each day this week. Uh, and so uh, we're going to keep talking about fasting and suffering. And uh, toward the end of the week, we'll get into some of the normal holidays that we special days that we have during this week with Monday, Thursday, Good Friday, Easter, those sort of things. Um, so uh, it's going to be a great week. We're going to keep exploring Lent and some of these uh, deep topics, and uh, we're going to keep plugging away at it and sharing our thoughts, and hopefully uh, you'll be growing along with us. That's right. Yes, sir. All right. We will see you all tomorrow. All right. Talk to you later.